Quinn, it's B. I'm gonna stay in East Haddam for another week to look after my dad. I can work from here, and I've got some vaping and scraping guests I can... When I get back home, I'm gonna be moving out. I didn't want to leave this on a voicemail, but I can't get a hold of you. If you're working on your little podcast, who knows? By the way, I listened to it. And Quinn, you sound paranoid. And like you're making up stuff. Again, you're accusing this Mark Burns and you're leading other people on like this Laura. I can only imagine what's going on between you two. I guess you're done with reality. But I'm not. Eight years is too long to be engaged. And that's on you. You're just a big avoider. Which is why you're working at a library and not doing internet security. So you were fired. So what? Sometimes that's a part of growing up. Look, don't call me back. I'll be home next weekend. I've already arranged a mover, so nothing's going to change my mind. I'm done waiting for you to be an adult. WPCP Radio. This is episode 5 of Life in the 11th Hour. It's Sunday. Quinn Daniels here, your cyber detective, man-child apparently. I, um, I decided to play B's voicemail message to, I don't know, just show you. I mean, here I am seeking justice and B's seeking uh, consolation. There are some major updates on the case, and we'll get to those uh, when Laura gets back. She took my Prius to get coffee and bagels and Dunkin' Donuts, and I couldn't wait to start broadcasting, because, you know, in the 11th hour, the clock's ticking, precious time. So I get this email this week from Bran Crumbs, who owns and operates WPCP Radio, the very online radio station we're listening to, and um, he's a loyal listener to our program. And um, he's suggesting that perhaps Mark Burns took down the Errata Spot website to cover his tracks. Or, um, and this is an interesting theory, though it sounds crazy conspiratorial. Burns has contacts in the FBI, and they brought down the Errata Spot website and hid all traces of its origins. Why? Uh, Crumbs doesn't really conjecture on this email, but it's possible... It's possible that Burns is working with rogue elements in our own government to steal the replicas. So I've never really put this question out there, but who is Mark Burns? And what are his motives in stealing the replicas? And if they are in the cargo trailer hitched to the back of his Subaru, what's he going to do with them? So Mark Burns, okay, he grew up in Chicago, went to like Catholic schools, um, became a playwright in the 2000s. Uh, he wrote a play called Land of the Free, which was a political farce, quote unquote, about the 2004 presidential campaign between Bush and John Kerry. And it was produced in 2008 by an all-female stage combat acting troupe. I reviewed the play and um, Burns earned a terrible review from me. I mean, the play was silly and implausible and so unreal. It just, it sucked. 
And I guess he felt stung by my review because he disappeared after that, as a writer, I mean. Um, but then when he resurfaced just last year with a play called The Lady Liberty Vanishes, um, there is a website by a, uh, it seems like a defunct theater company named Bums R Rank Theater Company. B-U-M-S space R space R-A-N-K, uh, which is kind of an insulting name, actually. The website announces uh, previews and regular performances for that show, which Laura saw, if you remember. Uh, But then the show got canceled. No reviews ever appeared for it. And Burns, I suspect, has turned to a life of crime in order to drum up support for that show, since he's basically living out his made-up plot in real life. It's possible that maybe someone saw one of his previews and decided to copycat the play. Steel replicas? Possible. But Burns has the motive here. He's obscure and untalented and, like, desperate to be noticed again. And the question I asked earlier is, what is he going to do with the replicas? Well, we've yet to see. But I wonder if he'll, like, anonymously do some kind of ransom thing. Or maybe worse. Maybe he'll, I don't know, like, he'll cut up the replica pieces and do God knows what with them. As crazy as all this is, there's something exciting to report. Just this past Friday night, Laura was able to take a few hours away from taking care of her dad, and she drove us up to Warner Park in Madison, Wisconsin. It's the closest of the crime sites to Chicago. I needed to see the empty platform where the replica should be, just to prove to myself I'm not crazy, like B and her family think I am. I recorded this audio as we got out of the car at Warner Park. If we sound a little loopy, it's because we just smoked a little pot Laura got from her millennial bartender friend, Trevor. He sold her a few ounces in a baggie he keeps hidden in his facial hair. It's really dark out here. I think I'm still hungry. Are we even heading in, like, the right direction? It's right by the field house. I don't see it. Look for the pedestal. I should have worn a warmer jacket. I really am starving like a Marvin. Look. Pedestal. No statue. Holy craps. Oh, God, it's really... God, really, really really, really real, isn't it? real. He stole it. Burns took it. He took all of them. Oh, God, what if... What if... What? What if... uh, What? What if Burns took the statues? He did. We can see that he did. But then, like, for real, the government is trying to help him. Taking down the statues. Taking down the stories about the statues being taken down. Well, Brand Crumb said that too. But why would they do that? Deep State, QAnon, Burns is working with rogue filaments of our government. Do you mean elements? But maybe it's like a white hat Deep State filament person trying to do good by doing bad. Oh, I did that once. I hacked into a company I worked for to show them that the security protocols were weak. Whoa. Yeah, they fired my ass. 
but it did improve their security. See? Good people do dumb things for effect. You want my fedora? Why? You look cold. Here. How do I look? Cute. Oh, now you look cold. I'm fine. You did it, Quinn. Let's take a picture. The case isn't closed yet. We have some evidence now. Next steps. Next steps? What are our next steps? Not sure. But it gets like... More dangerous? Mm Mm-hmm. How? Quinn? You kissed me. I might have. Huh? Is it okay? What about B? Why don't we get some food? And what then? It's a long story. Not on tape, though, okay? Is that okay, Quinn? So there you go, you listeners of my humble little podcast. Life in the 11th hour might be confusing at times, might be clandestine, but it's like also colossally awesome. Bagels and coffee. Hey, Laura, pull up a mic. I've already started. Quinn, maybe we should eat first. My blood sugar is kind of low. No, no. Sit down in front of the mic right here. Tell our listeners what you said to me two nights after we uh, freely expressed ourselves in front of the missing Lady Liberty. I like you. (laughs) And I like you. And I've been thinking that once all this is said and done, we should actually thank Mark Burns because he's the reason we've gotten together. I can't be with you. I know it's... Wait, what? Stop the recording. You said we could do this. I've been sitting with it, and I just ended a long-term thing, and you and B are in the middle of a big mess. No, we're at the end of a big mess. I mean, we've been engaged for eight years. Who does that? I can't, Quinn. I'm not looking for anything with anyone right now. Why'd you kiss me, then? You kissed me. You kissed me back. Why are you recording this? What am I going to do? I don't know. You're the reason I leave my apartment. Don't say that. The reason I... I get out of bed... Don't. That's not fair. You're right. It's not. It's not fair. But it's real. Quinn, look, can we just focus on this case?